You're listening to the Empowered Divorce Podcast, where women support women who have experienced betrayal trauma and abuse and are now facing divorce. Here, you'll learn tools and concepts to help guide your journey from a place of empowerment by trusting yourself and becoming the chooser in your life. I'm your host, Amy Woolsey. Thanks for joining. Hello, hello, my amazing, beautiful listeners. Thank you for joining me today on the Empowered Divorce Podcast. I am thrilled to have with me guest Shay Taylor, who is going to be talking about healing our body with breath and why breathing is so important to healing the body. Most of you who are listening have experienced betrayal trauma in your relationship, um, maybe experienced abusive, destructive behaviors in your relationship too. And when you've experienced that sort of trauma to that level, getting a divorce doesn't make it all magically go away. And I think that's, like I said before, one of the main reasons why I felt like this podcast was so necessary and needed because there's this element that doesn't get talked about enough where you might be divorced and out of that environment and creating more safety for yourself, but there's still healing that needs to be done. And what I've learned in my own journey is how much of that physiological healing my body needed to be healed. So much work to get my central nervous system back online and practicing to breathe intentionally, consciously, and the right way, because who knew that there's actually a right way to breathe? I didn't. But focusing on that is really going to help heal you in so many different ways. And so I'm really excited to bring this interview to you today. It's a little bit of a longer one. You might have to chop this one up, but I really encourage you to listen to the whole thing. It's beautiful. It's raw. It's vulnerable. And we're also going to be giving you an opportunity during this podcast to practice breathing and slowing it down. Those of you who know me know I have a really hard time slowing down. And this particular song that we're going to share with you today is one of my favorites to listen to when I really have to slow everything down, really listen to my higher self and listen to my higher power. And I wanted to get this out as a bonus episode because we've got the holidays coming up. And oh my gosh, single mom and holidays, maybe this is your first holiday as a single mom, but I wanted to get this episode out to those of you who are approaching the holidays and take time to slow down. So hopefully you take that opportunity today as you listen to this episode. It's such a powerful one. Thank you for being here. And here we go. Oh my goodness, Shay, I'm so excited to chat with you and have you on. It has been so cool to watch your journey, to see the difference. And so I love doing these interviews with women and especially the ones that I've worked with um, for a long period of time and have seen in the early stages of the healing journey to now. And just you, again, just watching the shift and the change in you and the light come back the energy that just exudes off of you that I can see and feel even through Zoom. So it is just so cool to see your journey and I'm excited to have you here. So for those of you listening, Shay's here to, now you're coming back. You're going to come back on a later date and share more of your story and how you moved into that from victim into empowerment. And so we're going to hear a lot more about that. But today I'm having you on because you specialize in something that I think is so important And it's a big piece that 
I don't feel like we talk enough about and have enough resources around and it's healing the body and how important it is to tap into our physical body and heal that as well, because trauma affects every aspect of us. Right. And so we might utilize these tools that you're learning and hear about, maybe even on the choose recovery podcast, but there's so much more to it to get that central nervous system back online. And so I invited Shay to come and talk a little bit to you all and share some tools and resources and the knowledge that she's learned around all of this to share her expertise with you today. So thank you for joining. Thanks, Amy. I am so happy to be here. And just to know, I'm not a trained therapist, but what I can give you is my personal experience of healing my nervous system and healing my body, mind, and spirit. I just a little background for myself. I'm a mom of three young kids. I am a flute teacher and yoga instructor. I am experiencing divorce, working towards becoming a trauma-informed life coach, and I'm passionately planning a weekend retreat for single moms and their young children this summer in Paris, Idaho. Not France, sorry, <laughs> but Idaho. And it's amazing. To, it's to provide moms with the opportunity to create fond memories and connection with their children in a safe environment. We have sponsors and scholarships available to make it affordable for all. So if you're interested, follow me on my Instagram at Shay Taylor, Taylor Healing for information. And Amy said she'll do a plug in the show notes as well. But a little background on our your nervous system. I today want to talk about one of the main nerves that's part of the nervous system. It's called the vagus nerve. And it's a nerve that controls the mainly controls the fight and flight response. And it goes to all the main organs of the body and the muscles. It comes out of at the base of the cranium. So if you walk your hands up the back of your neck to where you start to feel bones in your skull. That's about where it comes out. And it's the one nerve that wanders all throughout the body. It, it mainly controls the stress. And, and I, when I learned about this, it was like, because it is connected to all the main organs of the body, it was like, oh, a full body stress response. Like, I get it. No wonder like your yeah. whole body is shaking or you're feeling it in your gut, in your brain, like in, you have a headache, your eyes hurt, your lungs are collapsing, your heart is aching. You're, it's all everything, of it. Everything. Everything. Yeah. When I started working with my functional medicine doctor and she started talking, you know, we're doing like the gut health work and started mm-hmm. really healing all the inside parts. That's what really struck me too was, oh my gosh. No wonder why my gut is such a mess. Mm-hmm. The vagus nerve, absolutely. It, it goes all the way to the gut. So it's really all encompassing. And when we talk about healing, we talk about trauma and healing from trauma. Again, a lot of us just focus on just calming the triggers down or feeling your feelings. Like a lot of these things that are very helpful, but we don't quite recognize the level of impact that this has on the entire. Mm-hmm. So I love that you're talking about this. Yeah, no. And I agree. It's like, we're, we need to have our doctors and I also go see a functional medicine doctor and I, there's the tapping, there's the yoga, the going on a walk, the, all of it is good and needed and an aspect of that healing. But today, I mainly want to talk about the power of our breath because it's something that is accessible to each of us any time of day 
And no matter where we're at, no matter our abilities to go see different types of doctors or healers and or how much therapy we can pay for, we always have our breath at our fingertips. Yeah. So uh, just tapping back into that anatomy of the nervous system, you have your sympathetic, that's the fight and flight. That's the, you're distressed, you're rushing, rushing around, busy, active, you're exhausting yourself. It is the definition of our modern world and the demands placed on us socially, those, the pressures to have our kids involved in everything, to be doing everything. And as a single mom, being the only one who is going to actually do your dishes or sweep your floor or clean up. I'm pointing to my messes as I'm telling you this. (laughs) There's my dirty dishes that have gone undone. There's the messy playroom. And it seems that today I realized or the last two days, I'm going to let that go because I'm going to focus on other things. Yeah. But the fastest way to shift from your, the sympathetic, the fight and flight response into your parasympathetic, which controls all the automatic things of the body, your heart rate, your brain waves, your blood pressure, the digestion, that gut healing you're talking about, the things that we do without thinking. And breathing is a main function in the parasympathetic system, part of your nervous system. And again, the fastest way is with your breath. Yeah. And not just breath from like just the, I think a lot of times, like I realized I was trying to breathe, but I was breathing from my chest and not my belly. And there's a difference, right? From where you breathe in what, in how that accesses your, your vagus nerve too. Yes. Yes. So for most people, they're breathing up into their shoulders or only breathing through the top third of their lungs, which leaves the rest of your lungs full of stale air. Yeah. And it's not getting enough oxygen to your body and it's just that shallow breathing. So I realize that like truly, like when I was trying so hard, I'm like, I am breathing. <laughs> you know, I mean, I am breathing. And when I realized the difference in, in just breath, And I love that you're talking about this. It really does make a difference when I made the shift to more of the real, the healthy breathing, the box breathing, the belly breathing. Oh my gosh. I'm like, oh yeah, it works. (laughs) Yes. Such a difference. And I mean, since I was 11, I started playing the, the flute and I remember my teacher talking about, imagine that there's a donut, like you're in the middle of a big giant donut and it's resting kind of like right above where your belly button is, the lower rib cage area. And you, when you inhale, fill up the whole circumference of the inner part of that donut, or think of like an inner tube. Yeah. And can you fill up all the way down into your lower belly, expanding the front side of the body, the sides of your chest, expand into the sides of that donut, into that inner tube. The back body, can you breathe into the lower lungs deep down, by your lower ribs and expand back there. So yeah, I love that. And an easy, a really easy way though, if you're like, I have no idea what she's freaking talking about. That seems so foreign and I'm lost and this is too technical. Place your hand, one hand on your belly button and then one hand like above, like on your upper chest area, below the collarbones. And as you inhale, first just breathe how you've been breathing and just notice any movement in your hands. And again, typically, especially if we're in a trauma response, a stress response, that hand that's on the upper chest 
by your collarbone, by your base of your neck is the one that's going to be moving. You'll feel this like, you can't see me. I think I'm being seen and I'm not, <laughs> but yeah, the chest is moving up and down. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then shifting, take away, take off the hand that's on the chest, leaving just the lower belly hand. And as you inhale, can you do that? It's the baby breathing. Any of you who have had an infant or cared for a little brand new baby can see their little bellies rising and falling. And as you inhale, fully inhale down deep into your lower belly. And can you push your hand physically out away from your midline, from your center? And then as you exhale, the hand softens back towards your spine. And inhale and keep it slow and steady. Yeah. And just follow that breath. And a way to help shift it into a meditative state and of focus is by counting. Counting by fours is a great way to start. Each of us does have an optimal number like to count by on the inhale and the exhale. That gets a little too technical for today, but start with four. Inhale for one, two, three, four. Exhale, one, two, three, four. And continue doing that. So anytime throughout your day, when you start to notice that maybe you're a little more flighty, or fidgety, maybe irritable, or can't sit still, your mind can't focus, take even one minute, 60 seconds, even if you're at the sink doing dishes, stop scrubbing the dishes, set the scrubber down, let the water keep running, even if you need to, and just breathe. Yeah. Or if you're driving in the car. And just have to go. And I like exhaling out my mouth so I can like even hear myself. And one of the tools that I'll use in between clients to get my central, you know, my, my vagus nerve activated and central nervous system calmed down a little bit when I'm working with a client in between clients to recenter. Mm-hmm. My husband works above me. He's in the office above me. And awesome. even though I have my sound machine on, he will hear me do the, cause I'll, I'll just kind of take a deep breath and just let out a, whoo, like a big loud, like noise. And that helps so much. So even if you can let out a noise, that's also really helpful. I just have to say something really quick though, because when I started to do this work and well, even years ago when I would do yoga and they would have me breathe. And I think this is why I just always did chest breathing because I hated my stomach Mm. and there was no way I wanted my stomach to be any bigger. And so when I was in yoga, I, they'd be like, breathe through your stomach and expand it. And I'm like, hell no, I'm not expanding my stomach. I don't want anyone to see it any bigger than it already is. So I had a lot of, of fear and self-consciousness and insecurity around that already, that this was hard for me. And so I just want to, if you're in that space right mm-hmm. now, where if you just heard Shay, put your hand on your stomach and you're like, no, <laughs> I just, I get you. I totally get you. And I just want to encourage you to lean into it a little bit. So what helped me, what I started to do was lay on my back. Cause when you lay on your back, everything falls down. He <laughs> takes it down. And so, and I'm sitting, I know I'm being so vulnerable, but girls, I got your back here. I would lay on my back and it felt a little skinnier. And then I would put my hands on my stomach and breathe through my stomach. And that's how I started. <laughs> it felt so much safer to do it that way instead of standing up. <laughs> I know. You know okay. that, I love that Amy. And that touches on like, Each of us might have a different part of our body that we're disassociated with. 
yeah, or that we have shame around or like in one of my yoga teachers who I study with regularly, she says to even like touch your breasts and oh, allow wow. yourself to touch your own breasts. Wow. Like that one for me, I was like, are you kidding me? One, it's like culturally and religiously, it was like, what? No, like, yeah. but getting to that space where you're like, this is a piece of me yes. or like your hips, like, like getting massage oil or lotion or like essential oil, whatever you're into that way and rubbing your whole body from head to toe and allowing yourself to cry if needed. Like, I, it brings tears to my eyes right now, as I think back on the first time I allowed myself to do that. Yeah. Post separation and, and it is healing and it still is today to be like, hello, my thigh or my calf or my foot. It is so healing. I did that free body love class. And that's what I was telling them is to touch every part of your body and Mm -hmm. notice. I love that you said that notice what emotions come up. And if they're intense emotions, there's fear or anxiety or insecurity, whatever sadness, because that part of your body was abused or degraded. Mm-hmm. Just take note of that and lean into it. That's how you're going to heal your body and connect with your body again. And you're absolutely right. I remember the first time when I committed to putting lotion after my shower on every part of my body consciously like noticing and being aware and yeah, lots of shame when it came to my breasts. Mm-hmm. And I had to get really curious about that. I loved working with my coach around that to really dig in and go, what's going on here? What are those thoughts that are keeping me from feeling love for every part of my body? So I love that you mentioned that. Yeah. No, and next to breast, it's your room space, like yeah. mm-hmm. your beautiful parts of like yeah. your vulva, your like all of it. Like, I know I'm getting explicit, your body, your body, every inch of it. And just, just hold it. Like even take a hand and sit on your own hand. And maybe it takes you a while to get there and just sit on your hand and just be like, I'm doing, and do it out of a sense of, I am connecting with who I am. Yeah. Separate from sex, separate from a relationship with someone like, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I do want to hold space for those that have been sexually abused because that part also was a later down the road healing aspect for me because of the sexual abuse. And so Mm -hmm. it was, it's still something I needed to notice. And I did notice when I started, you know, trying to lean into my body that, that, that part of my body did not want me to look at it or touch it because of the sexual abuse. And so I want to hold space for that too. If you have any pain or uncomfortable sensation or a lot of disassociation, like you mentioned earlier too, around certain parts of your body that, that were involved in abuse in that relationship. Mm-hmm. just want space for that, but that's also something to bring and do some EMDR work um, or DDR work around healing the original wound and trauma. Mm-hmm. And I want to also give you hope that you can heal that as well. That's been a beautiful journey for me. But I, if you're, if you're hearing us say, touch these parts and you're just having a trauma response around a certain part, that's information that you need some healing. And that's a great thing to lean into when you're ready. Yes. And definitely allowing for that time in that space, because it didn't come immediately for me either. Wow. Yeah. I would love to share a couple of my own experiences and So during my, I did my yoga teacher training when I lived in California back in 2018. 
And my teacher would often talk about the internal landscapes of my body. And I remember when she'd say this, I'd say, what does that mean? What is like, what is she talking about? How do you get there? Yeah. But I had this yearning to go there, to understand it, to see those spaces. And I was afraid. Yeah. Also. Can I ask you what you were afraid of? Like, why did that? What I'd see or I think it's the, it's being afraid of the unknown, afraid of that piece of me that I don't like, Mm. or maybe, or that I have shame around probably. And a lot of it is that work. Yeah. Afraid that, oh, then that might make me cry. (laughs) I don't want to feel, I don't want to have emotions. Feel negative emotion. (laughs) Uh Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So then anyway, going back to, I was nursing my two week old son while sitting in the same pink velvety lazy boy. My mom rocked me in. I was reading Raul Croshaw's book. It's all about me. And for the first time I was able to identify a reason behind and put words to the stuck feeling in my lungs, the collapsing, the inability to breathe. I remember that day feeling the slightest glimmer of hope. And now looking back, I see that my hope stemmed from my punctured and collapsed lungs, from my broken and shattered and bleeding heart. A hope that stemmed from their being seen, being heard, being witnessed. Then two years later, during a particular deep meditative and restorative practice, we did as part of this same yoga teacher training, my teacher spoke of noticing and turning my attention to my right lung, feeling into the entire circumference of my lung, side to side and top to bottom, then inviting breath into those spaces to freely and deeply breathe. I did not realize it then, but I know it now that I was not just in a yoga practice being trained how to teach yoga. I was learning and retraining my right lung how to breathe again. I was seeing and beginning to breathe into spaces of my body that had shut down or walled off. I was learning how to trust my body one cell at a time. I think this is so beautiful. And I had a similar experience when I did a yoga class and it was a a more, uh, yeah, restorative type. And she invited us to do this practice where we stood in mountain pose and took a deep breath. And then she guided us to close our eyes in the class and then lean in and trust the body to move however it needed to, and just do like a free movement and let the body lead, not the brain. And it was the first time that I really did anything that felt a little bit like, okay, well, what's going on here? And I was a little skeptical, but I was like, no, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And so I told my brain, I was like, shush right now. You're not in charge. The body is, I had to tell my brain that. And then I let my body be in charge and my body started moving. And then I opened one eye because I was like, is someone watching me? I was like, who's watching me? Because I felt a little weird at first. And then I just went with it, like fully gave, like the word you said there triggered this memory freely. I felt free to let my body move in a way 
that I had never freely let it move and lead without my brain leading. And I started sobbing, Mm -hmm. like just sobbing because my body was leading this, this exercise for the first time I freely gave it permission to lead. I've always been so hesitant to do that, scared to do that. Like you were saying before, and in bear, that's why I opened my eye, like my eye a little bit, like who's watching me, this <laughs> but once I just didn't care and I was like, no, I'm doing this and gave myself permission. It was such a beautiful experience to, to do that. And it's one of my favorite practices to do now. I love that. that yeah. Really, really resonated with me when you said that. Thanks. As I was journaling about these memories in preparation, like just thinking for today, just that, like how Christ, God, like he is the breath of life. How it talks about how God breathed in breath to, you know, Adam and Eve, our first parents. And yeah. and one of my favorite scriptures that I came across recently in studying about Job and all that was stripped from him, like physically, mentally, spiritually, socially, everything. It says the breath of the almighty hath given me life. That's in Job 33, 4. And how truly there. I know right now I have, I am in this space, like you're saying, like I feel passion again and it's just been recently. And for how long was I like life again? Like, no, you don't see it. You don't see it coming for so long for, I just want to say that for those of you, if all you can do is one minute of sitting and breathing and that's enough. And if that even feels too hard, then just sit. But breath does heal. Like as you become still, as you, as you turn into connection with yourself and then connection to God, that is where the healing comes one tiny, tiny baby step at a time. But it does come. And I love that you're saying that it it really is. I wanted to do this divorce podcast for women who are going through divorce, healing through divorce after betrayal trauma after the abuse of the trauma of abuse, because I see over and over and over, you get divorced, but the healing, like you don't continue your healing from the trauma. And that's why I wanted you to come on and speak too, because this gets overlooked. Mm -hmm. So please know that just because you're divorced doesn't mean you're healed. In fact, you're probably still seeing evidence of that if you're not doing this work. So your trauma that happened because of betrayal and or abuse, and then the trauma through divorce, I'm sure all of you listening have experienced too, like they're still healing. And this is so important to do, but I promise it gets better. Just keep practicing. Well, and just today, I, I was able to go to the temple earlier today. And I was like, on a high, I'm like, I'm feeling good about myself. Like I get to share on a podcast. (laughs) And then, um, in the temple, I ran into my former sister-in-law who I was so close to. And it was so good to see her. And I'm so grateful that I was received by her and a big hug. And when she left, I crumbled and I'm in two days, it will be two years to the day that my ex filed and my divorce is not final. And so it was this humbling reminder for me that I still have my work. 
I still get these reminders of I need that restoration that only comes as I pause and breathe, which I had to for the next two hours. I literally sat and bawled in my stall in the temple for an hour. I even had to go out and I stole one of the Kleenex boxes, like literally, and brought it in with me and sobbed my eyes out and cried. And then I went in my car and I cried more. And so allow yourself that space. I'm really, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that. And I'm really glad you did, because one of the things that I find often with clients is that I teach these tools and they learn these concepts and they're hearing us talk about breath work all too often. We think, okay, I'm going to do that thing. And then I won't feel the pain, the sad and whatever. And I think Alana and I just did a podcast on the choose to be one around this, this very concept. So go over and listen to that episode. But I'm just glad that you said that because what I'm hearing is that this tool, this of breath work of connecting with the breath helped you when you felt the pain, the tears, the sad, all those emotions. And when you allow this tool to help you in the negative emotion, I I know I'm speaking for you right now, but I'm going to guess it moves you through faster than what you normally would have if you didn't breathe, (laughs) if you didn't use these tools, right? Mm-hmm. No. And even during the process, it was like all these thoughts of like, you shouldn't still be crying about this. Like it's been two years. You've already grieved her loss, like the loss of the relationship with her. Why is this coming up again? Like anyway, so yes, it yeah. is. It's this, and it comes and I have to be like, oh, I get to practice what I'm going to go talk about. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, let's see how good I am. Yep. I still need some time. And I realized that, wow, like I am improving the before me that would have wiped me out for like days, probably for longer and then more. And I'm like, Oh, wow. That was only like two and a half hours. Good job. I love it. I love it. It does. It gets better. Love it. And, and to acknowledge that finding God and finding that stillness can come at the temple, which I love and has been a refuge for me. It can come in your car. It can come on a walk. It can come as you talk to some, a friend. It can come as you journal, you paint, yoga. Everyone has their thing. Maybe it's in your garden or in holding a baby or in the mountains or a dog or a cat that you love or, or whatever it is. Vigorously scrubbing a tub. <laughs> yes. Yes. You can find those moments cleaning that tub. So all of a sudden I'll get this moment. Yes. So just going back to that, that breath for me, it was that experience of like, I have a right lung, like, and it was getting deep and it might not be that deep for any of you ever. And that's okay. But it might be just, I had to be, you first have to breathe into it. Just you have first have to see it to breathe into it into those spaces, like even the belly, like by physically setting your hand on your belly button, you're like, Oh, there's belly down there. Hello. I've ignored you or whatever it is. And just even beginning to hope to trust that through God's love, that you will be able to start seeing it that like a seed, like your lungs, your broken heart center, your collapseness inside and that every cell of your body just, just like a seed deep down in the earth is sitting in nutrient dense, rich soil. It's being held, supported, protected in a way that is needed right now. 
acknowledging and being witness to where you've been in whatever form or shape of abuse or hurt or betrayal that you've experienced, where you are in this moment, and all you have yet to become. Beautiful. I love that. I can tell you're very passionate about and have really seen use this opportunity to move you forward in your healing. And I, as I meet with different women and do these interviews, it's really awesome to see how many different things there are for us to each navigate and hold on to and grab hold of to move us forward in our healing from that place of empowerment. And I can feel that this has really been that source of moving you forward into your healing is, is really tapping into the body and the breath to help you navigate your healing. It's beautiful. It has. Thanks. And, and still learning. Oh, uh, I did. I don't know how we are on time, but it is. I did want to share a little journal entry I wrote about was from this last Memorial day. And for me, I was able to describe or put into words, like the experience I went through of that trauma shift. Anyway, about three hours before it was time to pick up my kids tonight after the Memorial Day holiday weekend with their dad, I began to notice a shift. I felt my nervous system getting shaky, a subtle internal tremor, especially through my chest and shoulders. I noticed I was feeling extremely anxious and was having difficulty staying focused on what I was trying to get done. I paused. I knew this feeling. Why now? Why tonight? Memories. Times when I felt this same way leading up to an exchange with the kids when I would see him. Flashbacks to multiple previous hard and traumatic exchanges. His rude dominant words and behaviors. Me feeling little. Shake it off. I remind myself that was then. Right now I'm here standing in my kitchen. I am safe. So why tonight? I'd had a great day and a really fun and intentional weekend. I don't always understand the why, but I know I need self-care. I pause, breathing fully down the trunk of my spine into my pelvis, my root, in an attempt to ground the racing thoughts. Thoughts that feel like lightning shooting across the sky of my brain and between the lens of my lungs in search of a line to ground down to and connect into the earth, losing its power. I've learned how my breath holds the power to become that line to the earth, to ground. I ask myself, what do I need right now? My go-to is breath and intentional movement. But then I realize the hunger, I need to eat. So I make myself a deli sandwich with my favorite spreads and favorite veggies and greens. I'm finished eating. I'm thirsty. I get a big drink of water. I felt a lot better, but noticed I was still unable to fully regulate the internal subtle shakiness, that all too familiar feeling. This morning when I asked myself and wrote down what self-care I wanted today, I knew my body was craving a rollout. It's been a long time since I have. Grateful I had set that intention first thing in the morning, so in a time of stress, I didn't have to think as hard about what type of movement I wanted today. Starting with the roller underneath my sacrum, I began to ever so slowly roll out one vertebrae at a time. 
pausing to breathe and invite softening into each space, each vertebrae for as long as I needed before shifting ever so slightly upward, rolling through the spine, the place that provides shelter for my nervous system. 25 minutes later and only halfway up my spine, I begin to notice a shift. My skin, muscles, bones, and organs underneath the roll begin to soften, to realize ever so slightly, to release ever so slightly. I am grateful I chose to lean into the discomfort. I stayed when my anxious brain and nerves kept telling me all the other things I could be doing instead of this. I felt the shift. The racing lightning throughout my body had grounded. The calm came. The stillness was everywhere. The power of the trauma was gone, and I stayed. I laid there longer because I could. There was still the unknown of how this exchange was going to be, but I knew I would be okay. And now as I'm processing and writing this all down, I remember a year ago, last Memorial holiday. It was traumatic. My body remembers. The trauma response I had, the shakiness, the shallow breathing, the lack of focus, anxiety, was all my body's way of trying to protect me. Thank you for that vulnerability. That's really powerful. Okay, I had the opportunity to attend one of the Mormon Tabernacle Choir's concerts live when they showcased a woman named Sissel. She's from the Scandinavian area, I think Norway, if I'm right. And while there, that was, that was back in July of 19, actually. She sang this song called Slow Down, and I sobbed through the entire thing. Fast forward to um, November of 2020, there was a hard night where we were separated already, and my former spouse had come to the door wanting to have a discussion, which earlier in the day, things had already been heated, and I knew it wasn't the time or space to do that. My son still wasn't asleep, and I didn't let him in. Anyways, things escalated that led to the filing and divorce being happened, shifting into that. But that night after he did leave, I went, my son was still awake, and I know he was reading off of my own shakiness, my this trauma that I was feeling throughout my whole body. Yeah. And so I went and laid by him in his bed just to try and help him. And I know it was helping me. And then I had this thought, I need to listen to a song, something to shift my mind away from it. And so in the dark and not wanting to wake him up, I like dim my screen first. Then I opened my music app and I was just like, I had no clue. I was like, I don't know what to listen to. I can't even think of that. And as I, but when I first opened up my music app, or no, it was when I first opened to dim my screen. There was like the little prompt of the music being up there. And it was this song, Sissel's song, Slow Down, which it wasn't even in my music library at the time. And I know for a fact there were angels there placing that song for me. I pre- All I had to do was press play. And it went on repeat almost all night long. And I want to read the chorus. I'll read the chorus. Well, one of the verses says, in the time of tribulation, when I'm feeling so unsure, when things are pressing in about me, comes a gentle voice, so still, so pure. Slow down, slow down, be still, 
Be still and wait on the spirit of the Lord. Slow down and hear his voice and know that he is God. The next morning when I woke up, I had the thought to turn this song on and to have it on repeat and to play all day long. And I did. It has become my mantra throughout this whole process when I have these trauma responses come up or just new things that come up that are hard that I'm navigating just to slow down, to pause, to let things go, let the dishes go, let my house be a train wreck because that's okay and I'm enough with it. I'm grateful I took time to listen. My body knew exactly what I needed today and moment to moment. My focus on breath and movement helped move and release the trauma I was experiencing and helped me shift back to a state of calm where true healing can happen. Slow down, listen, be still. Beautiful. Thank you for that vulnerability. That's really powerful. I love that so much. And I love this song. So I'm going to play this song and what you're hoping for is to give women an opportunity to breathe while they listen to this beautiful song and take a moment wherever you're at, you listeners, wherever you're at, just to take a moment when you listen to this song to slow down and to breathe.
So I just wanted to give you guys an opportunity to sit, to be still, to slow down as you are listening to this podcast, that whether you're driving, because I usually drive when I listen to podcasts, <laughs> but if you're driving, how can you create that stillness within your car or to sit down or to lay down in your bed or whatever it is? Yeah. And feel into your body and breathe. Her voice is amazing. It's an angelic. Very angelic. Well, hopefully you took some breaths during that angelic little blip of her song and go to listen to the whole thing and take the challenge. I always leave these podcasts with an invitation to do something and practice something this week. And so the practice this week is to, and maybe with this song, practice just breathing, conscious breathing and take note to what you notice come up, what you notice shift, like you were talking about for you when you make this conscious choice to breathe. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you. So what are some things that you're doing right now, Shay? I know that you mentioned before you're putting on a retreat. What are some other things that you're doing to help women get more in tune with their body and their breath? Well, I'm also going to be offering a monthly free yoga class. And there's one actually next Tuesday, November 15th. I don't know if this will be aired then (laughs) by then, but, and then there'll be one in December as well. I'm also offering a seven week course beginning January 10th. It's every Tuesday night from seven to eight, not Valentine's day though. Skip that week. And it's called grounding to grow and a focus on healing the central nervous system to heal the trauma and just helping talk more focused into different body centers and areas of your body and more tools to move forward. And I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'm not sure when this is going to air, but I'm sure that you'll be doing stuff like this all throughout here and there. And so again, I'll put your social media link and they can follow you and see when your next thing's coming up and follow you on that. Thanks for joining me. I love it. Thank you, Amy. It's a treat. And as always, you are 100% of worth and value no matter what. And you're enough. Take care. Hey, want to hear more tools and inspiring messages from moi? (laughs) Follow me on Instagram where you can get the scoop on a lot of my courses, free workshops, and just hear more healing stuff because why not? The link is in the show notes or just find me on Instagram at Amy Woolsey. Remember, you are the chooser in your life and you get to create the life you want. Take care, everybody.